was a good friend of mine. Hello and welcome to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Kyle Case and I'll be your host on this amazing journey as we attempt to help you get the most out of your life. Joining me in our studio today is my co-pilot, Lil Barron. Hi, happy Lil new year. Barron. Brand new year. <laughs> I know. New year. What, what do you think? So far, so good? So far, so good. Yeah. Hey, I got to say, we opened team registration oh, on January yes. 1st for the Huntsman World Senior Games. We, we've done that for the last number of years. Lil, we have already registered 398 teams, almost oh, 400 teams. Goodness. Now that's across the board. So right. we're talking basketball, softball, yep. volleyball, the, across the board. But that is a phenomenal start for us yeah. for a new year. And I just think people are excited to just move forward, right. move forward. Right. We're, we're excited to be a part of that <laughs> yes, we in, are. In, in a small way. So, so Lil, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about a few different foods that we should avoid to lessen our risk of dementia and Alzheimer's. Yes. You remember that? Mm-hmm. You remember that one? I do. I uh, remember, um, I, I, I want to take just a minute and expand a little bit on some okay. of those thoughts and concepts. Do you know who Sanjay Gupta is? No. Dr. Gupta. Okay. So Sanjay Gupta is a neurosurgeon. He's a medical reporter. He's a writer. Uh, he serves as associate chief of the neurosurgery service at Grady Memorial Hospital in Atlanta, Georgia, associate professor of neurosurgery at the Emory University School of Medicine. And he's the chief medical correspondent for CNN. Oh. So if, if you ever saw him, that's pr- maybe where yeah. you saw him before. He's, he's kind of famous you know, because of the CNN gig. Um, but he gave an interview in Prevention Magazine, and he gave some great tips that I wanted to share. These are tips and strategies, basically what to do with your body, your meals, and your mental energy for keeping your brain sharp. Okay. So here's what uh, Dr. Gupta had to say. Number one, this, uh, this is interesting. This okay. is, it's subtle, but it's, it's important. He says, number one is think of inactivity as a disease. Oh. So he says, every time I'm about to sit, I ask myself, do I need to sit right now? That's what Dr. Gupta asked himself. This may go further in terms of the benefit of movement on your brain than even going to the gym. He says, I don't have a chair in my office. So he's, he must have a standing desk or uh-huh. a yeah. treadmill desk. We've got a couple of those around here. Yeah. He says, I stand or I walk during meetings, phone calls, and other activities. And he says, think of inactivity as the disease rather than working out as the cure, hmm. which if you, if you just switch your mind yeah. about that, because most of us think, okay, I got to work out because that's the cure. Right. But if we think about inactivity as the disease, then all of a sudden you find ways to move, yeah. which I think is what he's saying. Yeah. So that's an interesting yeah, one. And we know scary. that activity is good for the brain mm-hmm. like it is for the heart. So mm-hmm. that's a good one. Number two, he says, always be prepared to train. Now, I think he might take this a little bit to the extreme, but uh, they, they do. We, we all know that exercise boosts blood flow to the brain and yep. it tamps down inflammation. It promotes the growth of new brain cells. So we know we got to get that exercise in. We need about 150 minutes a week. And Dr. Gupta says, wherever I am, I have my running shoes, a swimsuit and resistance bands. Oh. He says he keeps weights in his bedroom and he has a pull-up bar in his office. So when there's an opportunity... He's doing some kind of activity. Now, like I said, maybe, (laughs) maybe he's a little extreme there, but I think there's something there for all of us. You know, once again, it's that idea Mm -hmm. of keep moving, you know, keep moving, even if they're just small little things, keep moving. Right. I like this one. Number three, walk, talk, and gripe. Oh, no, this is what he says. Take a brisk walk with a friend and talk about your problems. He says, it's a brain trifecta, moving, socializing, and releasing stress. 
he says, doing those three things ends up measurably detoxifying your brain. So uh, he says, I used to train very solitary, but uh, he's now making an effort to walk more with his friends. And that has really changed his brain health. He says he can, he can feel a difference. So walk, talk, and gripe. Okay. Walk, (laughs) talk, and gripe. Number four, fuel yourself right for better focus. And uh, this is kind of what we talked about a a couple of weeks ago. That was episode 314. Mm -hmm. If you're interested in following up on that episode, Uh, he says to protect your brain, you need to control your blood sugar. Sugar in excess can be top toxic causing neurons to die and possibly triggering cognitive decline. Dr. Gupta experienced this firsthand, he says, when he cut added sugar from his diet for a 60-minute story and saw that his cognitive day, which is basically how long you can be productive, increased. Hmm. So cut back on that sugar. You'll be more productive during the day. Another one that he recommends, drink instead of eat. We've heard this before, yeah. but we we often mistake thirst for hunger. Mm-hmm. Even moderate amounts of dehydration can sap your energy and your brain rhythm. It's a fact. Our brain is primarily made up of water. And just 2% dehydration has a measurable impact on memory, processing speed, and analytic thinking. Oh, So get that water in. That'll yeah. help your brain. Uh, Dr. Gupta carries around a 60 ounce water bottle with him and his goal is to finish it each day. Now I have a 52 ounce water bottle. I'm 40 and <laughs> you're at 40. I am. So um, that's a lot to that drink, is a you know? lot. But, but I'll say on most days I'll get through my 52 mm-hmm. ounces. So I just got to add another cup to be up with uh, Dr. Gupta at the end of the day. This is the last one that okay. he says, and I like this one as well. And that is to make time for your friends. Oh, I like that uh, he one. He says, I, I saw social activities and things like that as very much an indulgence for most of my life. Uh, but he says he doesn't feel that way anymore. Now he prioritizes them. Uh, his house is like Grand Central for his friends, his wife's friends, plus he has three daughters and their friends and their parents. Research shows that individuals with large social networks are better protected against the cognitive declines that are related to Alzheimer's than those with smaller networks. Wow. So Lil, I know you're a social butterfly yes, and you yes. like to get out and socialize. And I think you will see in the long term that that's good for your brain. I'm going to tell everyone that too. <laughs> you should. <laughs> so when well, they tell should. me to stop visiting, I'm going to say this is good this for This is for me. my brain. This that's is for my right. brain. <laughs> Today's guest, Lil, is the operations manager for the St. George Live Well Center, Alan Christensen. Alan loves meeting new people. He holds a Bachelor of Science in public health education and a certificate in gerontology from BYU. Alan also holds an MBA in health administration from the University of Colorado in Denver. And uh, we're excited to welcome him back to the show. Alan, something of a regular on the show. Yes, he is. Uh, Alan, good to, <laughs> good to be with you once again. Thank you for you uh, allowing me to be on the show, you guys. <laughs> yeah. So so what do you think? This, I mean, this is kind of your area of expertise. What, what about all this stuff that Dr. Gupta says? Any of it good? Any of it's worth uh worth worth implementing yeah i mean i think it's really just trying to create behaviors and you know to model that it becomes second nature um it's interesting hearing you guys talking about your water bottles you know 40 (laughs) ounce to 52 ounce because um i last year i i took that initiative myself and i carry one of those big 64 ounce uh, bottles and you know, it's amazing how just the conscious effort of developing that practice of carrying it around. Um, now I know like how much I've, you know, how much I've consumed and I try to set that a goal by the end of the day that I've, I've drinking the whole thing. And so, 
um, just that that reminder of having that bottle is what I think it reminds me to do so. Where if I didn't, I know I could go hours without drinking water, and then you know, yeah. start having that side effects of headaches and lack of energy. So it's it's, it's good. Okay very easy to forget to drink water oh, during the day and that visual reminder and man alan if you're carrying around 64 ounces you're getting like <laughs> quadruple benefits i mean you've and got a you've got water like a workout on the you, side you've got resistance training <laughs> yeah. you've got a conversation starter like you you've got the whole gamut of health and wellness you 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 probably need a little red wagon to pull that thing around <laughs> yeah, 64 ounces is a big job that but, is a big but that visual, so maybe Maybe to one up Dr. Gupta is maybe that's what he needs to carry around everywhere he goes, and he could he could uh, he can do multiple things at once. Maybe, maybe, but that is it's so important, and and there are so many other things that we we benefit. We've done shows on mm-hmm. uh, hydration as well, but uh, certainly for brain health, that's a yeah. big one. Well, so. this is really interesting, but I have to tell you. So last year, I I took soda out of my diet, and on um, January first, I took my first drink of soda in a whole year yes in a whole year and i'll tell you what i went right back to my water you didn't want it i didn't want it yeah so i'm like good for I think you that's a win yeah <laughs> absolutely let's talk december 31st <laughs> <laughs> well there are all these little things and you said right. it best alan just little behaviors that right. can create habits and create patterns that can make a difference. I think a lot of times we fall into that trap of, I have to change everything all at once, you know? And if, uh, if we can just remember, it's just simple things, you know, carrying around a water bottle, even if it's not the, you know, the industrial size 64 (laughs) ounce, but carry around a water bottle, fill it with water, water, (laughs) don't fill it with Mountain Dew. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Fill it with water. And that, you know, that, that simple little behavioral change right there can make a difference. So Good stuff. Yeah. Well, Alan, today we want to talk a little bit with you about it being a new year, Mm -hmm. about optimism. What have you got for us in the area of optimism? Well, I thought this was a a great area to talk about. I mean, there's been so much in 2020 that I think we're all happy to kind of have that behind (laughs) us. Um, But knowing we're really not out of the weeds yet in 2021, there's still so much uncertainty with a lot of things. And so, um, you know, I try to apply this a little bit more into my own practice. And as I was doing some research and looking through what, you know, what's out there, um, I stumbled across uh, a gentleman, a performance psychologist, Michael, and I, I apologize, I made Butcher's name, it's Gervais, okay. um, who really focused on, I think, the literature around the, the benefits of being optimistic. He talked about in his research that, you know, when compared to pessimists, optimists live 11 to 15% longer, sleep better and are more likely to have better cardiovascular health. So, I mean, who doesn't want that? All, the, right. all good things, right? <laughs> all good things. And so when I think about, you know, optimism, I mean, some of us, is, I think we know people who naturally just seem to have that. Yeah. And I think we have a tendency of like, man, I wish I had the same optimism as so-and-so. Right. Um, but, you know, Dr. Gervais says that, you know, optimism can be trained. It just takes a lot of time and effort to build up. And so, I think for each of us, we started to think, you know, we think about how, where do we start? Where do we start with optimism? And, you know, uh, interesting enough, Dr. Jack Singer, who is a sports psychologist, talked about that first, we really have to expand the concept of what optimism is. And, you know, I wrote it down. This is what he says. It's not just about thinking nice thoughts. 
Optimists look at adversity as temporary, external, and not entirely their fault. Um, and, you know, it's so true. Um, I think sometimes when we get ourselves in the idea of being pessimistic, we look at things that adversity is unchangeable, pervasive, and things that are more personal. Um, and so he goes on to say that when your, brain, when your brain's more pessimistic, it goes into a, a fight or flight thinking. Um, you know, thinking that there's an emergency and this really ultimately slows down everything from your creativity to your immune system. Yeah. So um, it's just good to keep that in mind that it's not just about, okay, I just need to think more positively because, you know, at the end of the day, COVID's still going to be around. We're going to have these challenges that we still have to, to persevere through. And I mean, um, you know, how do we go about doing that? So I like you know, that. I, I just I just want to emphasize one thing you said because I think it's it's really important, and that is that optimism can be learned. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think we all know people who who come by it naturally, and they just have that that you know I, I, I'm not downplaying it, but that kind of Pollyanna esque yeah. look at, at life, and and um, maybe there are people that it comes natural to you right. know, and that and that's great. That's the way most skills are. But uh, just like any other skill, you can learn to be optimistic. Yep. And um, I, I like that concept. I think that's an important one to remember. Yeah. So as I was looking more into really what that looked at, there were so many different things that you could really do every day. And I wanted to try to simplify it down to, you know, what's realistic for someone who's really trying to start as we're looking at a new year, maybe a new year's resolution. And he, uh, Dr. Gervais um, provided a, a morning mindset warm up and an end of the day mental cool down. And so oh, those that, between those two, that. between the, the two, there's seven steps. Okay. So with your morning mindset warm up, um, he says as your body's waking up, you want to wake up your mind. So lie in bed for a few minutes and follow these four steps. So the first one's breathe. Take a deep breath for five seconds and let it out for ten. Giving yourself a luxury of long exhale signals to your brain that you're safe. Um, so it's good because, I mean, you think if you're, you have that moment where you're relaxed and you're taking a moment to really breathe and focus on the breath, I mean, I think it's really telling your brain, like it says, that things are good. Everything's um, good. Yeah. And so I think that's a good way to start it out. And then the, the so second in, one is in for, in for five, out for 10. In for five seconds, out right for there. 10. I love it. Wow. Okay. Uh, second step is to be grateful. Um, they says that some experts say it can take about 14 reps or two weeks of doing this before the benefits, including mental strength, resilience, and of course, optimism start to kick in. Um, because by, by then you've gone beyond the easy answers and found what you're dip, deeply appreciative of. So it kind of goes back to, again, I think what we talked about earlier is when we're starting to do these little reminders of these practices, small steps, it goes from something more of a, just a regular exercise to really a standard, the way we live. I mean, just like, think you, like you, Lil, you said that you stopped giving up soda. And I think probably those first couple of days, it was really hard. And why am I doing this? Oh. And thanks for setting in. And very optimistic then, (laughs) (laughs) but then it got easier. And then, you know, like you said, you gave that drink and you actually went back to your water. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, being grateful is obviously a a big component. Uh, this third one I thought was really interesting. Decide, define a single clear intention for your day. Hmm. It's so it's about how you want to be that very day. 
So basically what you're doing is you're telling yourself that there are good things happening in the world and deciding how you want to show up in that world. Hmm. I think that's so, man, that is so important because just like what you said, you can look around in the world today and I'm talking about today, today, like (laughs) this day, not just this idea of whatever. Mm -hmm. And boy, you can find things to be worried about, scared about, Mm -hmm. uh, upset about, angry about. There's all this stuff that's out Mm -hmm. there. Um, But I like setting that intention, you know, set that intention. What is it that you want to have happen in this day? Um, And then carry that with you. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. And it kind of helps you to stay focused on that. Um, And the last thing, and I think this is kind of more, maybe goes beyond the morning can maybe you can carry out through your day is to meditate. Uh, they recommend that those who really practice uh, being more optimistic usually do a minimum of eight minutes a day of meditation where they're focusing on the breath. So kind of going back to almost step one where you're, you the breathing is so importantly yeah. vital, just like water is, right? Yeah. Now, I, I know, Lil, you told me uh, earlier <laughs> that meditation was one of your New Year's resolutions. It is. And I've done very well. Thank well, you good, very much. <laughs> good for you. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So let's run through those four steps one more time just to make sure we've all got them down. Step number yeah. one. Yeah. Breathe. In, In for five, five seconds. Out for 10. Out for right? 10. Love yep. it. Okay. Step two, be grateful. And I think the, the idea of focusing, at least giving it at least two weeks and seeing how that changes. Yeah, so many benefits from being Absolutely. grateful. We've, we've talked about that oh, too. In yeah. fact, our Thanksgiving show, we talked specifically about that. Yeah. Um, I mean, mental for sure, but physical, right. actual physical benefits of being grateful. So, right. so breathe, be grateful. Number three. Decide, defining what your clear intention is for that day. Love it. Love it. Yep. And, and then the final step is meditating. Yeah. So four simple steps to be more optimistic that start off your day. You mentioned mm-hmm. you've got three more steps to, to finish up, to round out the day. What are, what are we talking about there? Yeah. So Dr. Gervais talks about creating a, a quiet window late in the day and spending you know, five minutes asking yourself one or more of these questions. So the first question is, is there another way to think about the thing that went wrong today? So it's really the focus about how you reframe, you know, because no day goes perfectly and that, you know, if we can focus on reframing, which I think with a focus that he talked about is that optimists are tremendously uh, good at reframing how they view the world and things. So uh, I really like that one and, that, and just the concept of reframing, because I know usually when I have my breakthroughs, whether they're, you know, creative breakthroughs or, or spiritual or emotional or even physical, it's usually because I've taken the same old thing and I've just looked at it a little bit differently. differently yep. And that reframing can be so, so powerful. So, you know, you have a, you have a day, maybe it's even a good day, but you have a bad thing that happened in that day uh, or even a, you know, a bad day ent- entirely uh, reframing that and thinking about it in a different way can really make a difference. And, and it can be very powerful in, yeah. in it allowing you to process it and then move forward from that. I love it. Yeah. I mean, just how many times do we go home from work and, you know, family asked us, how was your day? You know, and I think sometimes it's really easy to jump into things that are, are negative, but if we were able to take a spin, you know, how much more of an, a, a good effect that could also affect the people that we care about most. Yeah. Right. Great. Um, second question, what were my big wins for the day? So again, I think the idea of focusing really what we're on the strengths rather than focusing on the negative areas. 
my uh, my daughter has started a tradition with her new little family of uh, what was your favorite thing that happened today and they've been spending some time with us over this holiday season and so she's you know just just like she does at home she's been asking that question and there have been a couple of days when i'm like ugh i <laughs> don't ask me that question i you know i don't know if i had anything that was good today but generally speaking even on those days if i take a second and just think about it. You can always find something good that yeah. happened on that day. Right. So what were your victories that day? And then yeah. acknowledge them and, and celebrate them, embrace them. Right. Yeah. And I, like for me, I, whenever I, I usually go pick up my son from an activity or something. Um, and it's usually the first time I see him from outside of the morning. I always ask him, what was the favorite, what was your favorite thing that happened today? Yeah. So it kind of have, it allows him to really think through you know, and again, it, it doesn't really necessarily steer it as a direct positive, but you know, you could have that conversation that's kind of directs to really what was his, what was his or her favorite thing. And I like that question more than how was your day? Right. You know, it really allows you to start thinking optimistically. Right. So excellent. Okay. What's the last one? Last one. This was my favorite one is what was today's kryptonite? Um, so he goes on to say, what were the actions, thoughts, or interactions that zapped your energy? Uh, living in regret, the past fear, frustration, all of it cripples us. So look at the people, behaviors, or objects that might be draining and recognize how they may be blocking your optimism. Then figure out how to avoid or change them. Hmm. Uh, see, and again, it's, it's kind of that concept of reframing, but acknowledging that there are issues, right. challenges, disappointments. Uh, you know, I, I don't think an optimist doesn't acknowledge that there's hard things in the world. Um, I think you have to acknowledge that there are hard things in the yes. world, right? But to be able to acknowledge them as that and then, you know, start thinking through how do I change that? How powerful right. can that be, especially at the end of the day? I yeah. Always, I always look for the lesson. What's yeah. the lesson in this what am that I supposed I'm supposed to learn? To learn? Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think there's things that, you know, obviously you can't control about other than your own behavior and how you look at it. But, you know, I like how they talked about that there might be people, behaviors or objects that are, you know, creating that and can be changed. And so, you know, taking that conscious time to think through that, you know, you might be running into a block every single day, whether it's at work that you could resolve and have it not be a problem going forward. But until you take the time to really recognize and, you know, create a plan of how you change it, I think it's huge. Yeah. I love it. Let, yeah. just, just because we did it at the beginning, let's review those three questions one more time. The first one is, is, the, is there another way to think about the thing that went wrong today? Reframing the whole situation. Yeah. Excellent. Number two, what were my big wins for the day? Love it. Love it. That's so important. Yeah. And then the last one. What was today's kryptonite? What was the kryptonite? And then how do I get past it? Right. Yeah. Alan, great, great suggestions. Very, great ideas. I yeah. think any of any of any of those ideas, we could implement any of those ideas and make a difference uh, in the in the way that we approach things, right. the way that we approach life. That's all the time that we've got to visit with you. But man, great advice. And thank you for sharing that and spending a few minutes with yes. us today. No, always a pleasure. Again, happy new year to you both. Hey, Same happy new to, year you, to you. And we'll, we'll be in touch and have you back on the show yes, sometime soon. Okay. Sounds great. Thanks, Alan. Thanks. Thank you. So Lil, good yes, stuff. Very good. Especially stuff. to start off a new oh, year. Absolutely. Oh, great, great stuff. 
Hey, uh, just to, just to wrap up a few things here, I want to make sure that we invite people to head over to one of our sister sites. This yep. is yourepic.com. Oh, yeah. Uh, there you can register. You can learn more about the Epic Virtual Events. It's an extension of the Huntsman World Senior Games. In 2021, the Epic Virtual Events will consist of a series of 12 5K virtual races. Mm-hmm. You can do any of these races on your own time, at your own pace. The involvement medals. Oh, oh my word. My They're goodness. Beautiful. <laughs> Each one is going to feature a beast uh-huh. at the top of their game, like an eagle, a lion, yep. a shark. All you do is visit thisisyourepic.com and choose the races you want to sign up for. We'll mail you a swag pack that's yep. going to include things like the the medal, a uh, sticker, a few other things that we're going to throw in there. And then you can print your own race bib if you want to. And once you're done, uh, put in your results and let us know how it went on social media. Just a ton of fun. I- I'm serious. These medals. Oh, these medals are amazing. Awesome. You're going to want to collect all 12 of them. Yes, you are. Don't forget that, like I mentioned before at the beginning of the show, team registration for the Huntsman World Senior Games is open. Yep. So if you're a team manager, now's the time to do it. Some of the some of the uh, sports are nearing. Oh, yes, uh, they are. Nearing filled. So jump on that. Seniorgames.net is how you get that done. Remember to tune in live next and every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time on AM 1450 or FM 93.1 for the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. You know that we take this live show, we turn it into a podcast, and you can subscribe anywhere that podcasts are found. If you are listening by podcast, take a moment, give us a rating, write a quick review. It really helps us spread the word. One of the best and easiest places to leave a review is at podchaser.com slash the active life. Today's inspirational thought comes from Olympic wrestling gold medalist and multi-time world champion Jordan Burroughs. He says, success is the peace of mind knowing that you've given your all to achieving a goal. Hmm. Until next Thursday, stay active. Stay active.